You're listening to Thrive Beyond Size, episode 134. Welcome to Thrive Beyond Size, the podcast that's all about finding health, joy, and liberation beyond weight. If you're ready to break free from diet culture and embrace a lifestyle that celebrates your body regardless of your size, you're in the right place. Here's your host, health and wellness coach, Dr. Michelle Tubman. Well, hello there, friends. How are you doing this week? Well, let me tell you, it is mid-December as I record this episode. Just a few days ago, I recorded the episode where you get to meet my husband, Rob. And so a week or two ago, you heard that episode. And if you remember from back then, we spent a lot of time talking about how painful meal planning is for us and the struggles that we have with meal planning within our marriage. And so I thought I would talk to an expert who knows all about meal planning. And that expert is Courtney Jenneru. Now, Courtney is an energetic, active and driven woman with a passion for helping others learn that caring for yourself is not selfish and that caring for yourself is actually the greatest gift you can give your loved ones. Courtney is a registered nurse who has worked for the past 17 years in emergency departments in Western Canada. After getting married, having two children and working years of shift work, Courtney Courtney found herself no longer prioritizing her own health and wellness. Courtney believes that health and wellness is more about your journey and state of being rather than a number on the scale. Courtney has recently completed her Precision Nutrition Level 1 and is building her coaching business. And as you'll soon learn listening to Courtney's story, she has a passion for meal planning and it totally changed the way she handles meals in her family. So here is the interview with Courtney. I hope you learn as much as I did and I'm certainly hoping to implement what we talked about today inside my own marriage so Rob and I can get over that little hump for ourselves. All right, here is the interview with Courtney. Enjoy. Courtney, welcome to the Thrive Beyond Size podcast. So excited to have you here. How are you doing? I'm doing well. Thank you for having me. All right. We are going to talk about this very contentious topic of meal planning in this episode. But before we get in there and start talking about all my own frustrations with this process, can you tell us a little bit about yourself and why you're passionate about meal planning? Well, um, so I am a registered nurse and had I don't work shift work currently, but I have worked shift work for about 15 years prior. And I just felt like I could never keep up with my family and where we had to go, the things we had to do. And so I would find that if I hadn't prepared, then we would just end up eating junk food and I wouldn't feel great about the choices that I had made for my kids and for myself. And then it just kind of was this self-perpetuating cycle. The worse I ate, the worse I felt and so on and so on. So probably about 10 years ago, I got very serious about my meal planning. Initially, I was very intense about it and would do months at a time. And I've since loosened up and it's become just kind of part of my life and a lot less stressful. I've kind of tweaked it a little bit to make it more manageable and fit into like a busy lifestyle. So 
just feel kind of passionate about helping people kind of plan and prepare. <laughs> Amazing. Yeah. yeah. And you're trained in precision nutrition, right? That's correct. I have my precision nutrition uh, coaching level one. So it just kind of played nicely into, yeah, my meal planning passions. <laughs> so good. So good. So here's, here's the thing. A couple episodes ago, I actually interviewed my husband for this podcast because I talk about him all the time. I feel like listeners know him just as well as I do. And it was about time that that people met him. And what we were really talking about is how we navigate our marriage when each of us have different goals um, for our health and, and our nutrition. And the one thing that came up that we struggle with still, no matter what we do, is this idea of meal planning. And what we know for sure is that when we don't do it, um, our nutrition goes to hell for both of us, regardless of of what our goals are. Because we do exactly what you said. Like we just end up eating junk food or ordering in and feeling so gross versus, and also the other thing is we, we would end up going grocery shopping like every single day. And Lord knows I do not have the time this. And it, it was, you know, very, very frustrating for me. And so we do force ourselves um, to meal plan, but it is literally a tortuous process um, for, for, for us. And so I'm sure you've heard this before um, from, from, from people. I know, you know, um, coach Chris, Christina, um, who's been on the podcast, you know, b- before as well. And she has very particular feelings <laughs> about meal planning also. And so when people are flirting with this idea of starting to do meal planning, how, how do you get, how do you get started? What, what are the the general guidelines that you like to tell people? First of all, it just doesn't have to be like, I think a lot of people think it has to be like three hours on Sunday and you're dedicating your entire Sunday. And it really doesn't have to be that structured. Like really, I think just starting off with what's your goal and what's your pain point? Because if your pain points, like for some people, pain points might be breakfast, their time crunched in the morning. So they need prepared, easy breakfasts in order to even eat breakfast and not be starving by one in the afternoon. So for some people, their pain points could be breakfast, some it could be lunch. For myself, my pain points, dinner, after working all day, coming home, we all kind of converge on the house. And if we don't have a plan in place, we almost, it just, it just feeds off each other. We end up arguing and like, it's just not a smooth transition. So really kind of being honest about what your pain points are and like, maybe it's snacks and there's nothing wrong with that. So just figuring out where you need to work and start off small. It doesn't have to be an entire weekend day designated to meal planning because that's not very fun because a lot of us only get a few days off. We want to maximize that time doing the things we love, not doing something we don't like. So that's kind of the first step is what's causing you the most pain. And then also what's realistic Like, are you on a tight budget too? Because I think everybody has noticed the food costs going up as well. So I was noticing that if I didn't have my meal plan ready with my grocery list off of that, I would just go to the grocery store and 
quite literally spend hundreds of dollars extra. So I wanted to cut back on that and waste. So once you figure out what meal causes you the most pain, then just kind of start to put into place what like means the most to you. So if we're going to do dinners, like I do dinners, it's important to me to have good food. I don't like wasting. Oh, I don't like wasting time on bad food. (laughs) Food Food is like often culturally celebrated. It brings people together. So I think food should be celebrated. So we actually all pick a meal and we share the job. So it never feels like it's falling on one person. So yeah, my kids will pick a meal. They each pick a meal. I usually take the last picks (laughs) just because I'm so used to it. And then my husband will pick a meal. And so I just kind of adjust them. For me, I like to adjust my protein because I try to eat like plant-based a couple times a week for finance and health. So I start out that way. And then I have staples that are easy. So if you want to fast, like I know Monday nights, we're like running into the house and everybody's running back out. So I know it should be a slow cooker meal or do I have to just like, while I'm making dinner Sunday, chop up some things for Monday. So yeah, pick your pain point, share the work. Don't feel like you have to cram it all into one day and spend your valuable spare time doing it. And then um, just kind of depending on what your goals are, kind of branch out from there. I don't know if that's very succinct, but <laughs> that was that was helpful. So there's a couple things in there that came to mind. And f- the first one that I want to emphasize is it's my experience also that we spend much less on groceries when we actually plan. Because what we used to do is literally go grocery shopping every day because we weren't <laughs> prepared for anything. And then we would, you know, not necessarily know what we were going to make. And I would go up and down the aisles and often buy things that were on sale and have very high aspirations for the, you know, amount of vegetables we had actually eaten by way more than, than what we did. And so I was spending more on money and wasting more um, as well. And both of those things were frustrating. And what's amazing to me is when I meal plan and then go through and make my grocery list, um, I bet you I'm spending half because I don't buy extras. Even if something's on sale, I just don't, you know, I, I, I just don't buy it. Right. Um, and I find that's really helpful. And then the second thing that came to mind as you were talking was how important it is to be realistic with your meal planning. So when Rob and I first started doing this, we would literally flip through cookbooks and pick out new recipes for every single day of the week. And we were often spending an hour, two hours, sometimes even more than two hours preparing dinner every night, making these super fancy things. And it was exhausting and burning us out. And so at some point, we actually sat down and wrote a summer list and a winter list of like 10 or so staples that are super fast and easy to make that we don't need a recipe book for that we can literally just whip up. And I would say now probably at least three quarters of our meals come from those lists. 
And it has changed everything for us to not feel like we have to be be making fancy meals all of the time. And, you know, um, Courtney, I do shift work as well, although I mostly do days these days. But my husband's a firefighter and also does shift work stuff, which means sometimes we are overlapping for an hour at dinner time before one's leaving house and, you know, the other one's coming in. Or we've got um, activities or other things, other things planned. And so that's one of the things that we actually do now with our meal planning is it's like, okay, who has what this week? You know, when am I working? You know, when's Rob on call? When does he have meetings? When do I have coaching clients and and kind of make realistic plans for the day? Because one of the reasons why we were wasting so much food when we first started is we would have these grand plans that would take way too long and the day would come and we'd realize it's just not possible and we'd end up, you know, ordering something in. So I think like being realistic with your with your schedule. And that kind of ties in to what you said about share the job, right? Because it might not be possible for kid A who has, you know, swimming lessons on Monday night to have their turn in the kitchen, right? So to look at who does what when and and kind of divvy things out in a way that actually can realistically be accomplished inside your family. 100%. And like, if you're crossing over in an hour, who wants to spend that hour reading a cookbook, navigating a new recipe, we often have those fail safes that we've made so many times and they go through their rotation. Tonight we had chicken fajitas. We have an amazing recipe and like it was easy. We bought the chicken Sunday and just like chopped it up and marinated it. And then today it was like dump it in a frying pan. But we have those staples that you're used to cooking And they take way less time when you're used to doing them. So finding those staples for your family is key. We really like cooking and doing an every once in a while extravagant meal. But I'll sit down with my day planner and be like, you know what? We have nothing on this Sunday. We can can try something new and kind of do it for joy because it steals the joy if you're rushing through it. Like there's no point. Totally steals the joy. But I'm like you and I think food should be celebrated. And I love those days when we can actually sit down to a fancier meal or experiment with, with new recipes, but they have to be happening on a day where it actually makes sense. And you're dedicating some time to, to, to doing that. I had a client once who felt like the foods that she loved the most could only be eaten on special occasions. So if they were celebrating something or, you know, if it was an actual holiday, but if it was just like a regular Tuesday night, you know, she couldn't have these things. And some of these things are super easy, (laughs) you know, to, to, to prepare. And so I think also looking at these preconceived notions you have around certain meals and when it's appropriate to eat them and throw those out the window. Because I can think of nothing that like we had 
Taco Tuesday today, you know, um, in, in, in our house. And like when I grew up, tacos were a treat. But honestly, I had a 6am shift this morning, I knew I was going to come home and be tired. And I had clients this evening and Rob's, a, you know, had to leave for fire. And I knew that I'd come home from work and sit in the hot tub. So we needed something that Rob could prepare <laughs> quickly. And you know, he can do tacos. And it's so easy. And there's little cleanup afterwards. And it kind of made perfect sense um, for us today. It didn't need to be a treat day for us to have tacos. Totally. Tuesdays can be special. (laughs) Well, they sure can, right? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. And so, uh, you know, the other thing um, that you mentioned that I just wanted to touch upon is that there's actually no need to carve out half of Sunday to do veggie prep or or whatnot. I know a lot of people teach that, and they often teach that inside Precision Nutrition too, or they did, you know, back in my day. And that just does not work for me at all. It might it might work, you know, for some people, but it it doesn't, you know, it, it doesn't work for me. And I think that just illustrates the fact that you can you know, experiment with different things, flirt with different things and just find what works best for, for you and your family. Totally. I am notorious for, um, simultaneously almost making two meals. So like the example would be tonight's dinner was fajitas. And I think Saturday, Saturday, we bought the chicken. I was like double checking the best before date, but I was like, we can do our chicken on Saturday. And as I was doing it, I also mixed together the marinade. And as we were barbecuing, I was chopping the rest of the chicken to marinade, but it cut down my time for tonight tremendously. And then maybe like, yeah, you can just sneak it in versus making it this giant daunting task. If you just do a little bit at a time, you can almost just dissolve. Like it, it, it almost seems like it's not even there. Um, but that sometimes takes time to like toggle between two different types of meals. I had to do a veggie tray. It was funny because I saw your post about your veggie tray. (laughs) I had just done a veggie tray and I was like, oh, this is perfect. I'm peeling my carrots. We're peeling our carrots for the week. So (laughs) yeah, right. My veggie prep um, while I was doing something else. The other hack that I use all the time and I understand that a lot of people don't like leftovers for lunch, but that is my happy place. (laughs) So I always just make extras and my family likes leftovers for lunch as well, even if they're cold. (laughs) So I make often a double batch and then pack it for lunches as we're cleaning up dinner. So we have it all ready for the, for the next day. Um, So that's kind of handy. And sometimes the meals, if I know they freeze well, I'll just double the batch and then throw it in the freezer for those days where I'm like, how do we have a turnaround of 30 minutes for like everybody coming home and everybody leaving? How can I make a dinner in 30 minutes that I don't have to go out and buy or skip into my house? (laughs) So 
that one. That That's such a brilliant, easy hack, um, I find as well, is when you are making something that you either want for lunches or for lunch or for leftovers the next day even, or if it is something that is freezable, to just do a double batch, right? So oftentimes I eat predominantly plant-based, but my husband enjoys lots of meat. And so on a day, like there's a rare day where I'll have chicken breasts as well, and he will cook a few extras for himself to just have available for however he wants it, you know, throughout the rest of the day or the rest of the week. It doesn't take any extra effort for him to just cook a couple extra chicken breasts, right? Yeah. Yeah. And I, yeah. And I find like, I am currently on a chia pudding kick for breakfast like this. I have, you know, the the chia seeds and almond milk with a little bit of cinnamon, almonds, um, blueberries and strawberries. This is my, this, this is my breakfast. And so it actually lasts in the fridge for a long time. So I literally make, you know, six servings. It takes me four minutes four minutes to mix everything together and put it in the fridge. Um, and then it's it's super easy for me to just whip up my breakfast in literally one minute um, every, every morning, right? And I purposely find things for breakfast that I can do this way because if I, um, if I have to take time to make breakfast in the morning, I just won't eat it. And so I don't have an excuse with my chia pudding just right there in the fridge. 100%. I do... So I'm a reformed breakfast skipper. I I could never figure out why I binged so bad at night. (laughs) So my first meal was not until noon or one, and I was just starving myself and then packing it all in at the end of the day. And I feel so much better now that I eat breakfast, but I can't sit down for breakfast. Like the morning's a bit of a, a rush. So I, on Sunday nights, I do pre-make five shakes and Tupperware containers. So I have protein powder, banana, and peanut butter. And then the morning of, I pour a little bit of um, soy milk, dump my shake contents, top it up with water and buzz it to go and out the door. But it's so, it sounds so ridiculous, but I would skip it if I had to peel the banana that morning. Like it would just yeah, be. I get it. I totally get it. It it seems silly, but at the same time, like it just like I think if we can make those things just a bit easier for us, it takes that mental load and just makes it easier and makes it more likely for us to make choices that are in line with how we want to treat our bodies. And this is actually another lesson that it took me a long time to learn is that things are easier for me if I just have familiar go-tos for breakfast and lunch. And so it used to be that it was a constant, like, what should we have for breakfast? What should we have for lunch? What should we have for dinner? And at some point in time, I just decided I'm going to pack the same thing for lunch every time I go to work um, because then I don't have to think about it. We're always prepared. And, you know, initially I rebelled against this a little bit because I like variety. And so yeah. the thought of having the same thing all the time um, was actually a little bit painful for me until I started doing it and realizing it is just so much easier to have the decision made. And yeah, every once in a while I get to the point where I am, you know, sick of whatever I'm taking for lunch and then I 
have a new one. And then I just go with the new one until I get, I get sick of it too. But the amount of like the mental load that is sometimes involved in just deciding what you want to pack for lunch, what you want to have for breakfast um, is, is enough. So it's really appealing to me to hear you have like these Tupperware containers pre built out and all you have to do is, you know, throw, throw it in the blender. Like that actually makes a ton of sense to me. I found freedom when I started having, you know, the, the, the same things. Yeah. I'm like you too. Initially, I feel like I rebelled against the lack of variety, but I think like you can still switch it up and like find different ways. Like you're, I, I went on a huge overnight oatmeal kick. And so while I was prepping them, I would just be like, this one has chai seasoning and this one has, oh, my favorite one was lemon rind with um, blueberries. Oh, oh wow. <laughs> it was so good. Yeah. But, and it was like easy enough to do all at the same time. Um, and then it gave my brain enough of a variety because you still, you still like it would be a shame to get rid of that enjoyment of that variety and like to, you can switch it up, but if you can take away that mental load, yeah, you just, and then it, that piece of decision-making is gone for the day and you can focus on other things and creating other habits. Have you ever read Atomic Habits? Um, 14 times at least. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, you're, you're just, you're making it easy. And you're making like, you're making it hard to not do that habit. So it's just, it just kind of plays right into it. You just take away the decision or the option to not, Mm -hmm. not eat breakfast. Yeah. Right. And here's, here's the irony about all of this is lots of people will tell me I don't have time for meal planning. And I was one of those people who would say that as well. And it actually buys you so much more time to just do the meal planning and and plan ahead. It truly, truly does. Because if you think of, if I, when I think back to my time, the amount of time Rob and I would spend arguing, first of all, about what we were going to eat, and then realizing that what we wanted to eat, we didn't have the food in the house, and then having to go grocery shopping and doing this a few times a week versus like we've got it down to 10 minutes now um, for our meal our meal planning and we usually actually do it Monday morning they are probably the most painful 10 minutes of our lives because um, we just like I don't know what we want I don't know what I want like this is this is how it goes for the oh, first senior. eight minutes of the conversation right but w- once it's done it's done um one of us goes grocery shopping at lunch on Monday this is just how we do it and we're done for the rest of the week there's none of this like oh what are we gonna have for dinner tonight because I don't know about you Courtney but when I come home from a shift and I have been like making decisions around patients all day long. And then I have to make decision about dinner. It's just not going to happen. It's just not going to happen. I can't like, I literally can't do it. 100%. Right? Yeah. It's super funny. Sorry, I have to rewind because I don't know where I learned it from. But every time I catch myself saying I don't have time for that, I do like a little test to myself and I switch it to... Um, that's not a priority for me. And if that rings true, if I'm like, yep, that isn't a priority, then I don't have time for that. And 
for, I used to be like, I don't have time for meal prep or planning. And when I switched it, I was like, Ooh, no, I definitely have time to fuel and feed my body in a way that cares for it the way it needs to be cared for. So I was like, nope, actually, that is a very big priority of mine. So I had to reframe it because it is painful sometimes when everybody, you go around the table and everybody's like, oh, I don't know what I want on Tuesday. Like it is hard. And once you work that muscle a little bit, it, it's easier. And, you know, my family likes to have dinner or they like to have pizza on Friday nights. I'm pizza out sometimes, but I can usually muster up the, okay, we can have pizza again. <laughs> right. You know what? Yeah. They're contributing. It's, you know what? And nobody can play. They just devour it. And then they have, they have lunch for the entire weekend. <laughs> yeah. So true. Hey, and that is, I love that. I'm, I'm going to borrow that. So when you find yourself saying, I don't have time, rephrase that to say, it's not a priority right now and see how it, see if that resonates for you. So why I love this is because the first thing that always goes for me is my exercise every day. And I'll say I don't have time, um, but it bugs me all day long when I don't actually exercise because it truly is a priority. So I think if I make that reframe in my mind, that might, might make me use my time a little bit differently. Yeah. It's like, I often have to because it's a default. We all use that. And yeah, that's my kind of litmus test of like, is it, it, do I not have time? Is it not a priority? So I try to rely on that one. Mm -hmm. I, yeah. I love it. And incidentally, this Friday, we're having pizza too. Um, yeah. I, I make, I'm going to, I'm going to go out there and say it. I make a really good pizza crust. And um, mm -hmm. so sometimes we like to have our make, make our own pizza nights, which um, when we do it, it ends up being more like salad on bread than actual <laughs> pizza, like this heap of, 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 of veggies on top that you have to eat with a fork and a knife. Um, but it's really delicious. So yeah. I can't wait. Yeah. We make a really good pizza crust too. And it's funny because we used to just, we used to just purchase like the dough mm -hmm. and the recipe is like it's actually not as hard as I expected it to. It's be. super I don't easy, know. super I'm, easy. And each yeah. time I do it, I make three or four balls of dough and put the rest in the freezer. Right. So it right it, because it's it's so easy. It's not any extra work to just double the batch. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Idea. I might use that Friday night. <laughs> right. Well, you should. If if you're doing homemade pizzas, do it. Just do a little extra. Um, it also makes nice gifts. Um, pe pe people like to receive pizza dough, um, you know, so, so, sometimes. So this this actually happened when I had my niece and nephew over a long time ago for make your own pizza night. And my my sister-in-law was, why don't we do this more often? And she's like, oh, that's why, because I'm not ever going to make dough. So right in the moment, I literally made four <laughs> four batches of dough for her um, to take home. And she still talks about that. So it's also a good gift idea. There you go. Yeah, I was like, yeah. what a perfect time right before like holiday season. <laughs> There's right? a gift idea. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And so speaking of holidays, actually... How do you plan for the exceptions, the 
the parties, the events, um, and not just at this time of year, but 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 any time of year. And and I'm talking about in the grand scheme of things. So you know here at at Ways of Health, we don't label foods as good or bad, and we kind of look at overall, right? Overall, and that you know one one meal is never going to hurt you. But what I find is that if Rob and I Here's an example. Every once in a while, probably once a quarter, we like to go to the melting pot, which is a fondue restaurant. And I am bloated and full and uncomfortable for days um, after after we do that. And one thing we haven't actually learned how to do well yet is to plan for um, how we're going to feel and what types of things we, we're going to want to eat in the few days after we have a night like that. And we actually made that mistake this week because we had a big uh, Christmas uh, party um, last weekend and um, were a little under the weather the following day and knew that we would be. And so just kind of planned to snack on leftovers from the cheese and crackers and the veggie tray. And that was, you know, all the green vegetables left over from that. And that was great. But what we didn't account for was the Monday night where we were still feeling tired. And then, of course, had to go back to work still feeling tired. And then we planned something that um, we didn't have the energy for and, and ended up um, ordering ordering something in. And then, of course, you have an extra meal um, in, in your house. So we're not very good about planning around events yet. Do you have any tips for that? Well, it's kind of, I don't know. It's hard because I'm very, I, so it's been almost a year that every once in a while I eat dairy but I don't drink alcohol anymore because I would get so sick afterwards, but I still, every once in a while, dairy still calls me (laughs) and (laughs) it's mostly chocolate. And, you know, like, I think, I think you just still need, like, you really just, you can't restrict everything. Like if it makes you violently ill, then maybe you shouldn't have it. Like alcohol probably never go back to because of that. But every once in a while, like darn good chocolate is still worth it. So I think just knowing what is going to make you feel unwell, what's not going to agree with you and just weighing if it's worth it. But for parties, I also had a a big Christmas party this weekend and I, there's usually a very nice spread of food there. So I actually ate like a whole, I like, I kind of filled myself up with water. I had some tons of veggies for lunch and I went to the party like 50% full. And I went because I knew I was like, "Mm, I want some of those chicken wings that she makes. And I want some of like, I knew what she was going to have. And I was like, oh, I'm definitely like I'm having some chicken wings. I'm going to try some of her dry ribs. And she has like these little bacon wrap things. And I'm definitely having those. And then she always makes so bad, but we call it Christmas crack. But it's like sugar and butter melted with pretzels and chocolate. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> it's just yeah. so delicious, but like I knew that's what I wanted and like I probably wasn't going to feel great the next day. So I knew and like 
if you're stepping on the scale, that is not the day to step on the scale. Like give yourself days for that inflammation and everything to kind of just like (laughs) go out, like do it intentionally and then enjoy it. Because like, I think you just have to enjoy it. And then like the next day, just like drink the water and like, hopefully have a plan but like in the end one or two days isn't gonna like it's not going to ruin in air quotes anything like you just when you're feeling good again you just get back to your habits and you get back to your routine and eventually you kind of like flush out whatever is kind of making your body feel gross. Hopefully you can catch up on sleep. Although Christmas holidays are hard. I think um, as I was listening to you talk, I think I realized what Rob and I do wrong. Um, And it isn't so much with the planning. It's with the inflexibility we have around the planning. So I think, I think what why we were so upset with how Monday went isn't that we ended up ordering something. And and incidentally, we ended up ordering salads because neither of us wanted anything heavy and we had planned pasta, right? And so um, I think where we went wrong was thinking that it was like pasta or bust on Monday, right? And so, you know, when when, when I reflect now, I think um, us tuning in and, you know, giving our bodies what it was actually asking for was exactly the right thing to do. And the wrong thing was for us to be- beat ourselves up over the fact that, you know, we bought all these tomatoes to make fresh sauce and then, you know, didn't, didn't, didn't do it. Like, I think it's hard because I think so many of us were raised with this idea that perfects the goal and like perfect, like you'll just kill yourself trying to hit that. So it's just about like one decision, next decision, like just making like the next right or next best decision over and over again. Like if I eat chocolate until I'm sick one day, like darn, that didn't feel great. But like, it doesn't make me a bad, like my worth is hundred percent not tied to it. And like, it's okay. Like we just make, like, I'll make a different decision tomorrow. I think so many of us were programmed. Yeah. I, I well, a hundred percent of us, especially oh, as women, yeah. <laughs> right. Where we, and we hold ourselves to these, um, to these standards that are just impossible. Um, but again, I'm now reminded of another thing that Rob and I do, or maybe I should say don't do with our meal planning. And I think it allows the flexibility and, also allows us to um, kind of eat more in accordance to to our hunger. And that is we don't actually plan um, snacks. Yeah. So Rob and I keep a certain like list of things in the house um, for snacks that we can take kind of as as we yeah. need. And so we don't we don't go into that much detail. And because both of us tend to have the same, although different for each of us breakfasts and the same, although different for each of us lunches, we don't plan those. Like our 10 minutes of hell every Monday morning is just planning what we're going to have for dinner. And then we kind of have this running grocery list of things that we just keep in the house um, for our snacks that we can take just just kind of as 
as we need. So I guess we've proven to ourselves that we can roll um, with the flexibility and we just didn't do so good, good with it Monday night. So this was a good learning lesson. I I can't wait to go share it with Rob. When I find like the later in the day I get, like the less decision-making capabilities I have, like, so for me, like dinner is like, dinner's gotta be prearranged because yeah, I get home and there's no decisions left in me. It's pajama time. <laughs> there are many weeks when we order like those, we, we use a, an, an agency called Good Food, but, but one of those groups where they just send you bags with all of the ingredients and a recipe card and you just kind of whip whip that up. We do that many, many weeks to help as well. And even then we don't say, okay, we're going to have bag A on Tuesday. We're going to have bag B on Wednesday. It's like, well, we're going to have a bag on Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, whichever one, you know, feels, feels right for us that day. And gosh, those really help us. It's, yeah. I've read so many amazing yeah. things about them. Yeah. It's so good. Do do you know what my honest opinion is? I feel they're probably better suited to individuals or couples rather than families. At least the the this particular company that we're using, because they're so expensive and the portions are definitely adult size portions, not kid size portions. And they often have like I'm gonna say quote unquote weird stuff that kids won't necessarily there's some very adventurous eaters out there for kids but a lot of them you know are are a little fussy and maybe won't eat some of the um more eclectic stuff that 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 come in these bags but um i bet you there's other companies out there that are more family well, friendly. I'm kind of oh my kids eat the same amount as an adult an adult <laughs> Sometimes they help me eat me right now. Out more. Then I realized I wouldn't have my lunches for the next day. Like I would have to reserve it on a day Uh, that no one else was home. So I could have my lunch for the next day. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, It's, there's so many good, it's really cool because those things I don't ever, I feel like Simply Supper was like kind of that first idea and you still had to go pick it up, but it's really cool. And they're a bit different too. They're all pre-made, aren't they? I think so. But there's, yeah, so many cool options now for, yeah, if you're just really can't, can't do it because the grocery shopping is the other thing. I do, I do online ordering because I... I give in to sales too much. So <laughs> I'm like, if I could just do it on my phone on my lunch break and then set it to pick up after work and do a quick drive, then I haven't over-purchased anything at a grocery store. Well, and that, that's also another really, really good idea. We haven't started doing that yet, mostly because I love my local Safeway store and they don't they don't do it. The Save-On does, but I don't like it as much. So um, we, we were just talking about that the, the, the other day. Um, but I love what we've talked about, Courtney. And if we take this back to the beginning and really, if you're just getting started with meal planning or even if you've been doing it, but it is a huge source of frustration frustration is to just take it back um, to basics and look at what your pain point is. Like what is the the most difficult meal for you and your family and just start planning 
around that, remembering that things don't have to be fancy, that you really want to look at um, what else is going on in your week, what the family commitments are, the time and the energy that you'll have available and plan in a realistic way and still allow some flexibility in there so you don't feel like you have to rebel <laughs> against your, your 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 own rules, though those are kind of the key places to start. And that um, you can look into tools to help you, like some of these meal delivery services or your grocery um, delivery services, and really understanding that the planning buys you more time. And to use that tool that you mentioned, you know, if you find yourself saying, I don't have time to meal plan, to reframe that and ask, um, I'm just not, I'm not prioritizing meal planning and see how that, see how that feels. I love that trip, that tip. Excellent. All right. Well, thank you so much for joining me today, Courtney. Thank you, you for having me. Any last words of wisdom before we, we end it for today? Oh my goodness. No, probably not. Just yeah, enjoy, like find, find the joy in it if you can yeah. <laughs> and make it a, a team event because it can be awfully lonely planning everybody's meals. <laughs> yes, can. I love that. Make it, make it a team event. All right, Courtney, if listeners are interested in working with you more, either on their meal planning or their nutrition in general, where can they find you? They can find me at everydaymealsforyou.ca and uh, at Everyday Meals for You on Instagram. Perfect. Thank you so much. We'll make sure that's in the show notes. Awesome. Thanks so much. Thank you.